guilt, anger, grief, and shame. Emotions we have all felt at some point. Where do these emotions stem from? Are they normal? All this and more in today's episode of Mind Your Mornings. This is Mind Your Mornings with Anna Chandy, a fortnightly podcast that takes you on the journey to a brave new you. Episode 30 Hi and welcome to Mind Your Mornings. I am Anna Chandy, your host for this podcast. Over the last 27 years, I have interacted with more than a thousand people both individuals and families. And through this podcast, I want to bring to you what I have learned about life and its nuances through the experiences of people I have interacted with. couple of episodes, I shared some learnings from Dr. Gabor Mate. What struck me the most was how he draws out the relationship between attachment and authenticity, the seesaw between these two, and how just as a baby, it all begins. If you haven't heard the previous episodes, I suggest you first listen to them. His theory is profound, yet so real in our everyday lives. It is rare to come across such insightful people. And I'm fortunate that I got to hear him. So, attachment and authenticity. These are not just concepts. They impact our lives from when we are children and into adulthood. Today, I want to discuss four core emotions. Guilt, shame, anger, and grief. And how they're all simply manifestations of our need for attachment. Now, let's look at guilt. Do you feel bad when you feel guilty? Do you try and hide it in some way? Or escape from that uncomfortable feeling? You are not alone. We are all trained to believe that guilt means we have done something wrong and we must feel bad about it. It occupies a narrow place in our minds called mitzvium, a place we are trying to escape to. Suppose a close friend asks you to go out with her. She wants to go shopping. You don't really want to go. You want to stay home, relax and enjoy the weekend. You are torn. How can you say no to her? But every little cell in your body says no. Now you decide to say no. You decide 
to listen to your mind and body. Immediately, you're ridden with guilt. Should I have gone? What will she think? Have I let her down? In this scenario, basically, you have chosen to go with authenticity. As a baby, we learn to prioritize connection, relationship, because that is essential to our survival. We need the love and care of our parents. We need the protection from them. So we shut down our own need for authenticity to survive. In rare moments, when we choose authenticity, we feel guilty as a signal to go with survival. So we begin looking at guilt as bad, as doing something we shouldn't have done, all for survival. As adults, we carry forward this notion that we need connection to survive. So if we choose being authentic over attachment, we immediately feel guilty. We know that if we say no, we will lose that connection. But here is the interesting thing. As adults, we don't need to depend on attachment. Yes, it is necessary, but not at the cost of authenticity. We need to find people we can connect with who accept our authenticity. So, is guilt an enemy? Maybe not. Maybe it's about you coming into your own. Maybe it's about discovering your inner voice and being true to yourself. Yes, even at the cost of losing some connection. Now, guilt and remorse are often used interchangeably, but they're not the same. Guilt, like I mentioned, comes from the fear of losing attachment. Remorse, on the other hand, is committing to an action and then not showing up. Suppose you promised your friend you will meet her at 8 p.m., but you get late and reach only by 8.30. You feel remorse, not guilty. Guilt is being sorry for you, who you are. Remorse is being sorry for an action you did. A huge difference between the two. Let's move into shame. Shame is actually deeply embedded protection layer. How? Okay, let's go back to childhood. An infant is crying. His parents are in the other room. For that one instant, the child feels deep anguish. He feels the fear of losing the attachment. Now in this instant, the child is faced with two interpretations. One, my parents don't love me. And two, I'm not good enough. The easier choice for the infant to make is, I'm not good enough. Because if he believes his parents don't love him, he's left 
with a dreadful fear of abandonment. So to avoid the feeling of detachment, the infant believes, I'm not good enough. This is a protective sheath that we build around us. This is shame. It gets embedded not just in our brain, but also in our nervous system. Dr. Marte gave a very interesting example. If you look at a six-month-old child in the eye and speak in a controlling or tough voice, this child will start crouching because what they absorb affects the nervous system as well. Now, the child does not understand wrong from right. All they understand is connection and no connection. So they take on shame of, I'm not good enough to keep the bridge of connection alive. If they believe that my parents don't love me, there is a finality in that, no connection, which is just unbearable for a child. When a parent shouts at a child but says, I'm angry, but I love you, that is the bridge. So, our shame of not being good enough is actually protection from not being loved at all. And we carry that into our adulthood. We choose to believe we are not good enough rather than lose connection with someone. That is how shame gets so deeply embedded in us. Anger. When we use the word anger, we often mean rage. Yes, that is one type of anger, but there is more. There are two types of anger, healthy and unhealthy. Healthy anger is momentary. If someone steps on your toe, you feel the pain and you get angry. The anger is temporary. It passes over. But unhealthy anger makes you lose control. It is rage that comes out from repressed feelings. And now, there is data to prove how it can affect our body. Illnesses such as autoimmune disorders and even cancer are linked to suppressed anger from the past. Dr. Martyr uses an interesting term for this kind of anger. Apoplectic. It means uncontrolled rage and a stroke because both leave you with a moment of loss of control. And lastly, grief. That sadness we feel when we lose someone or something close to us. Grief is also the loss of connection, but an uncalled for loss. And when you experience this loss, it is important to mourn it because grief is a natural process to healing. These four powerful feelings are a result of the interconnected play between attachment and authenticity. They're not about the present, but flashes from our past. The underlying emotion in all these is a loss of connection and our need to retain that for survival. Now that we know this, how can we move forward? Consider a couple of close relationships in your life. Think about the role of attachment and authenticity and how they show up in your interactions. 
I'd love to hear from you. Try and apply this principle to your life and share your insights with us. You can always write to me at anna at annachandy.com. I will be continuing these series in the next fortnight. In the meanwhile, do write to us at anna at annachandy.com if there are any particular themes that you would like me to talk about. Thank you for listening to Mind Your Mornings with me, Anna Chandy. I will see you in a fortnight yet with some more understanding on this theme. You can subscribe to us on www at anachandy.com or Apple or Spotify and it's called Mind Your Mornings. This is Mind Your Mornings with Anna Chandy, a fortnightly podcast that takes you on the journey to a brave new you.